big episode 100. Um, probably not going to talk too much about it because we aren't we aren't doing anything special. We'll save that for a few weeks from now. Um, but you know this this away stretch is is not going to plan. It's it feels kind of hard to celebrate and feel good about episode 100 when you know we're two games deep into this and and we're two losses deep at this point. Yeah, no, I think um, this is exactly why we put so much much emphasis on um, the home stretch that we had and getting as much out of it as we could, mm-hmm. um, because we know that you know we're much better on at home than we are on the road. Um, we were road dogs a couple of years ago, not any longer. It seems um, I don't know. This team just, I think we're we're just looking stale right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I wasn't mad at the lineup decisions. I thought that they were um, necessary. I thought it was uh, big moves. But then, you know, uh, Talas comes on and, and the team looks a lot better when, when he does. So, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the solution. I, I feel like, so coming into the four games, I think we said uh, a best-case scenario would be if we leave with seven points and now we're, we're through two and have zero. So, you know, that is obviously unattainable at this point. Um, and now I think you know if we're if we're just focusing on MLS, obviously things are going to get really tough with the the back to back midweeks. I think it's like four games over the course of 10, 12 days, something like that. Um, and obviously there I think there's a lot of emotion behind a lot of those games. You obviously have the Red Bulls. Um, we've we've had our our scrappy fights with Orlando as well. Um, and then obviously Cincinnati on the midweek in the Open Cup. I'm I think we're going to have to have, probably have a conversation. Um, about what it means and kind of what our thoughts are on going for it potentially. Um, but, you know, with this Charlotte game, it's just, we, I feel like we should have known. We should have known that Charlotte is a tough place to go. Obviously, we traveled down to the Charlotte game last year. And oh, it was, do you remember overweight uh, it Baker nightmare. Mayfield? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was, a, it was a, a bit of a nightmare there. Obviously, you know, I think their attendance is obviously pretty out of this world. Well, just the culture there in general around soccer is amazing. And, um, you know, despite their fans not really being too intelligent, I think the <laughs> the environment and the culture that they've built over there is really, really cool. Um, and it was really fun to be there for it last year. Um, yeah. yeah, it wasn't fun to watch our team lose then, and it definitely wasn't fun to watch our, our team lose this week. I would have much rather saw this loss, though. I think you said. Yeah, you for know, sure. We, we drove 14 hours 14 for three less goals. For less goals, same <laughs> result. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, and pr- probably the craziest part of it too is I saw somebody somebody tweeted. I think it was maybe Chris Campbell or the outfield or something like that. Um, out of the fourteen goals that we've conceded this season, fifty percent of them have been offset pieces. Yep. We obviously have the two in this game. Um, kind of unlucky for Richie to get the own goal there. Uh, you know, I'm not sure what else you're really meant to do. He's just trying to get ahead on it. Um, but the other one on the corner with Capetti for his brace just completely unmarked i mean he's he's outside of the box sprinting in and nobody even sniffs him i I have no clue how something like that happens yeah and um it's something we've been talking about all season and praising uh tiago martins Mm -hmm. for not only being healthy and in the lineup for 100 percent of the games yeah but playing his mind out uh i mean just playing probably the best that he's played in his career um with nycfc and this week was just not that yeah. Um, it looked like he, I don't know, was feeling all of the minutes that he's played or, you know, just wasn't mentally checked in. Maybe the flight um, took something out of him. I don't know what it was. Um, as far as Richie on the on the set piece, you don't really want to blame him. But at the same time, um, 
you know, when you're young and kind of carrying a team a little bit, you probably have that like superheroism in you to yeah. where you're just like, I got to get a touch on everything or I've got to be involved in everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I probably chalked that up to, to, you know, the reason why that, that goes the way that it did. So, I yeah. Don't know. I and and he, as far as Enzo, I mean, I kind of shot us in the back there with, with my <laughs> preseason predictions Yeah, with, you know, him being, um, my golden boot winner i think i think that's what you said yeah and or best signing or something like that um he's definitely a guy that that i wanted in um in the off season and that was sad to see that we didn't end up getting him and and for him to hurt us like he did just hurts even more yeah and i mean i think we even kind of started the conversation last week about tiago too because if i remember correctly against toronto it, it kind of felt like he was a step behind too but i think you know maybe the massive part of it too is chanel getting rotated out obviously throws the whole the whole defense the whole team out of whack especially when um the person that you're going to sub in as a replacement for him is sans because now i mean we've this is like the third or fourth time this episode or this season where we've talked about when sans is not in that holding defensive mid-roll um the team's not going to look good like things are not going to go well for us and this is just like another uh, another prime example of that um Obviously, I think he, he has the experience to be in that center back role. He obviously did it for the Rangers for a very long time, you know, even in the, the real Champions League. Uh, but just when it comes, I guess, to personnel for us, just hit, obviously it, it was it was a misplacement in terms of, I don't know, him moving there. I thought instead that maybe Tavon should have been a center back. I, I didn't really understand Alenich necessarily getting a rest. I know we have a lot of games coming up, but... The kid's also like nineteen and has an engine like, like anybody on the team does. So, it's it was it was tough to see, I guess. Yeah, well, um, and it was something that we we kind of half wished for with with Alfredo coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you wish for something like that, you kind of forget that, you know, there's limited spots in the midfield, and you know things are gonna have to move. And the next logical step is, you know, if Alfredo's gonna play, then. Sands has to be on the field, and if he can't be in the midfield, then he's going to have to be in defense. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I think it was – I don't know. It was just um, addition by subtraction that, that didn't really work out. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I don't know. that it, it puts into question Alfredo's place in the team and how much, you know – the chemistry between Keaton and Sands really helps the team. Yeah. And and kind of supports us and you know I I'm a, I'm a big Alfredo guy but I think that injury just kind of it derailed his season for sure because yeah. it, it's tough to to look at that game and think, you know, I need Alfredo in the team. Mm-hmm. You know, it, with this this team will will thrive without him and yeah, I, I think it's just a bummer for him. And I, it's I, it's like a position too where it's the man in front of you it's just it's too good you know regardless of how good you are um it's just you know sans is obviously a step ahead of him he's younger um and he has the armband too i mean it's it's kind of like um tavon and olenich and cushing cushing gets screwed too trying to make the play to rest olenich and then tavon goes down in like the first 10 minutes uh i don't know i really don't know what's going on with tavon it's, yeah, I, it's, it's it's sad. sad. It's sad because um, he's got so much potential, and obviously we love the guy. Like we love the personality, mm-hmm. uh, and we love what he could be, and we we all see what he could be. 
but when your body doesn't agree with you, um, it wins. It yeah. wins every time. Um, it's undefeated in this game, and if you can't stay healthy, you can't. You can't really demand a spot on the field. Yeah, especially when you've got, you know, Alenich behind you, who's potentially going to be a world class right back say, someday. Like, newcomer of the year at the moment, for right? Person, probably. Yeah, for sure. Like just the the involvement, and we obviously have Rose Tinsley glasses because we watch him every week. But the, what he's brought to this team is. Literally, uh, I would say like Tinnerholm in his prime esque energy. I think Tinnerholm had the luxury of having like a Maxi and uh, you know like a Tati to make some of uh, the, uh... some of those assists. All these, yeah, all these superstars that are you know finishing his assists and doing all these things to to help play off him and make him look better. But I think if you like plug Elenich into a team like that, I don't think there's there would be a loss of quality from like a prime Tinnerholm. So. Yeah, I guess newcomer of the year for me, but it's just I think it's going to be interesting going into this stretch because obviously Cushing wanted to get some some legs uh, rest for him, and with Tavon out, obviously we're, we're probably going to see Turnbull get called on. I, I only have to assume why else do you sign that contract? Um, and there's literally nobody else available. So I wonder if if you know Nick's idea was not necessarily to give a rest, but just to have a more defensive look mm. um, in general which, you know, Tavon can offer. I just, you know, when, when Elendich is in the game and he's linking up with people, he has that extra little bit of, of um, soccer IQ and being able to play fast and, you know, play those triangles and, you know, play quickly Take like space. we want to do. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he definitely scares defenders, whereas I don't think Tavon really does. Mm-hmm. Um so it, he just offers so much more, um, and as of right now, he's able to stay healthy, which is the biggest thing. Um, you know, I you can be the best right back in the world if you play seven games. It's not going to matter. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, so yeah, it's just a bummer. And when it comes to, like, you know, lineup changes too, we briefly touched on Talas, but I think that was a pretty big – I mean, Talas and Chanel, really. I think that was a pretty big move from Cushing. I'm not – I'm not. I think a lot of fans are convinced that it definitely had something to do with uh, the altercation last week. Probably. I mean, with with it being both, I, you'd assume. Yeah. I guess I. I guess I don't. I think it was perfect timing that Cushion kind of has the out of like you know Talis has been in a slump, Chano is thirty whatever, and we have four games over the next few weeks, and there's more important games uh, than Charlotte away, but it just it was kind of a a bad storm of events. I feel like in Talis being out. Personally, I I do think he it looked we looked better uh, when he came in, um, but only slightly. I mean, at the end of the day, he wasn't necessarily a part of of a goal or of any kind of you know play that was really promising. That is kind of jumping out to me. Um, and I kind of I didn't I didn't like when he first came in, you know, not knowing what he was going to add. That he did come in at half. I felt like that was a little bit too early. It felt kind of like a cop out. If you were trying to drive home, kind of what we saw with GP, I think you have to keep him out longer. And uh, and I don't think Talis has done enough to be like, yeah, if Cushing is panicking at halftime, that he's like, Talis is going to come in and 100% save us. I, I would have thought, you know, maybe you could let everybody else kind of cook, let Jason cook. I didn't think Jason was terrible. I, he wasn't. Yeah, it didn't really offer much. Yeah, he yeah. he wasn't he wasn't doing bad and he wasn't doing great, um, which both kind of sucks. But I just, I'm not sure if the message in my mind would have gotten across to Talis based on that. 
Yeah, I don't know. I'll, I might be mistaken. Did he have the pass that led to the foul that gave us the pen? Yeah, he did. He did. He did. So he that's, I mean, Kufre. That's you true. know, I, I think that, you know, somewhat of a contribution in a way, you mm-hmm. know, um, not to really glaze him. It, it was <laughs> nothing really crazy, you yeah. know. Um, Santi passed it to Dallas. Right. Too, so, um, but yeah, I, I just, you know, but do you think he necessarily needed to have a goal or an assist to, to, you know, justify in your head that, you know, he got the message across that, that he can't flip people off, <laughs> you know? Well, not not even that he can't. That's what I think. So I don't – personally, I'm I'm, from, I'm coming from the camp that the benchings had nothing to do with that. Okay. Be, like it – in because in my mind, we've been talking – this is episode two or three where, like, Talis needs to be off the field as a starter. Right. That's it. And a conversation. And I'm not sure – based on what we saw when he came in, that the point was got across that that was a sitting based on his performance. And especially with the altercation, like he probably, regardless of what Cushing told him, you know, if Cushing's like, you know, you need a rest and we want to get you back in form or whatever, there's still probably something in the back of both Chanel and Talis's mind like, oh yeah, like I just fought on the field on national TV. That definitely has something to do with the substitution. So right. I'm worried it didn't, I'm worried even to Talis it wouldn't have gotten the right idea in his mind that, you know, performance-wise, like, things need to turn around if you want to be starting for this team. Right. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I, the decision for Cheneau is kind of weird to me. Like, I, I understand, you know, you don't want, you don't want to single one person out um, when it's behavior-related. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I don't feel that Cheneau had bad behavior. Yeah. And it, I said was, that last responsive. week. Right. Yeah. Um, Whereas Talis not only was wasting the time, but then also had he was the one who had the outburst mm-hmm. of you know not just taking the criticism and moving on, of you know flipping somebody off. Further, yeah. So, you know, I, I don't know. I I think if he really did pull, pull both people um, for that altercation and Chanel was was benched for that, that's a little bit weird to me. Um, but. We can't change it now. Yeah. And I'm not sure, I mean, I'm not sure that there's much to write home else about the Charlotte game. I mean, it was kind of a wash across the board. I think, you know, Santi obviously uh, had a beautiful penalty. I don't think there's a keeper in the league that's going to save that. So, so good on him. Uh, I'm glad we're not, you know, standing up another random keeper in the league and getting them some kind of European transfer. Because uh, I remember after our game at Charlotte, people then started having conversations about Kalina and it was just... yeah. We came on the pod. We were tra- we were having trouble after that away trip, trying to remember what the dude's name even and was. And they were chanting it. Yeah, we were. He's in a section. big. He's a big guy out there. Yeah, he's or was. So, I don't know, who even knows? Yeah. So, you know, I'm glad. I'm glad Santi was able to to get that done. And then I think, looking at the Open Cup, I don't know. I guess where do you stand on it? I mean, is this something that we should be going for? I vaguely remember when we saw Ronnie roll out kind of weaker lineups. Maybe we weren't happy about it, but I don't know what you thought. My thought is always, you know, if there's a trophy out there to get, go and get it. Mm-hmm. Especially when you're um, a club who hasn't won something yet. You know, there's a piece of silverware that you don't have in your cabinet. Mm-hmm. You should be 100% trying for that um, no matter what. I, I, you don't need, you know, a full team to necessarily be going after things. But you want to, you know, field a solid team. You don't want to field all kids yeah. or, you know, 
80% kids. Um, you know, in this case, you probably, you know, try an Alfredo in a Sands instead of Keaton. You know, give Keaton a rest or something. Or, you know, um, you start Seagal for a full game. Things like that. But, you know, you're not... You know, you're not playing, um, you know, in years past, you're not playing a Gloucester, right? You're not playing... Not playing NYCFC, too. Right. <laughs> you're not bringing up uh, the kid who scored a bike again in the Derby, yeah. right, to come play this game. 12-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, um, I, I would like us to be competitive. I would like us to go and win this game. I'd like, you know, for some of the core players to be involved in a win, mm-hmm. um, just for the confidence I'll probably be catching the second half of the second half, or you know, later of this game, from uh, from a plane. But yeah, <laughs> um, I just I want to win. I want to win all these games for sure. Yeah, I mean, I so one thing I definitely do want to call out is, uh, I think maybe the biggest part of the U.S. Open Cup, not to diminish it, is getting that uh, Champions League berth is crazy. That's one of two ways I think that we as an MLS club have the opportunity to do that. And in my opinion, um, the MLS Cup is a way, way harder way to to get your berth than doing it in the Open Cup. Um, so I think always going for it is definitely definitely my kind of vibe with it. Um, it just comes at such a bad time with scheduling. Uh, you know, next to the Red Bulls, obviously there's so much that goes into the emotions and when it's a derby, it's much bigger than just a random week 12 regular season game. So, I, you know, I think Cushion will probably feel a little bit of pressure to to make something happen against the Red Bulls. And because of that, might sacrifice the quality that we see for the Open Cup, although I, I prefer that not be the case. Um, I think we'll probably see Cheneau. I, I don't know why you rest him as Charlotte if you're not going to play him against Cincinnati. And then that was kind of my thought with, like, Alenich, too. I don't know why... Now that, you know, although it's botched because Tavon got hurt, I don't know why you sit Alenich if you're not going to play him Cincinnati, Red Bulls, Orlando, and then maybe, but then how do you not play him against Philly? You know, you got to find rest for the kids somewhere. Um, I just hope it's not it's not a team of NYCFC two kids because Ronnie, I think, made it pretty apparent when he was here. Yeah. He did not care. He did yeah. not care about the Open Cup. We I think we won our first round game with him, and then uh, we had a derby in the Open Cup. And even with the the level of notoriety that comes with not only it being the Open Cup, but then against the Red Bulls as well. He still rolled out like yeah. NYCFC two kids. He brought in kind of the you know the Maxis and the Tatis late, but it wasn't enough. So, although and one thing, uh, I have to call this out: Orlando making rings for the Open Cup is so Mickey Mouse. That is like <laughs> the silliest thing I've ever. I could not believe it when I saw it. It is cool though that they made them fully gold. I know like our championships. Rings were silver. I'm not sure I've seen like gold, well, gold championship before. Is um the trophy is? Yeah. I think okay. That makes more sense. I thought it was just because Orlando is like purple and gold or whatever. <laughs> but um I guess that That'd makes be more dope sense. to have like a like a baby blue ring. Yeah. For our next chip. But the yeah. The gold rings was cool, but the you know, doing it for the open cup is a little a little Mickey Mouse. Me. Look, I mean but at the end of the day, that ever, I don't think that's ever happened before. Probably not. <laughs> I don't. But if the player, like, that's the thing we we I always talk about it. It's like, you know, the the cup matters as much as the players and the teams playing in it care about it. Mm-hmm. You know, if they're if people care about it and they're playing hard and and they're trying, 
you know, then it matters. Yeah. You know, a U.S. Open Cup is something to go and win. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, to me, it's 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 that CONCACAF birth. That, that to me, is, like, the pinnacle now. Like, I know we've gotten our MLS Cup, and uh, I would die to get another one. But if we could win CONCACAF like that, that's kind of what I have, like, my my dream set on for us. Um, do you know about the U.S. Open Cup gate with MLS? No. How they, like, they refuse to um, credit, I think it's Rock, Rockdale. Um, they won it a few years ago. And they, <laughs> they, like, put up a list of the winners, and they just left that year out. Oh, and they crazy. just showed all of the MLS winners. Well, I saw it. And then Sacramento, I think, was a runner-up, and they were in the final. And yeah, the, against they Orlando. Just, they just only talked about Orlando. That's crazy. I saw a thing the other day where uh, the commissioner, Garber, was trashing them. Dude. He I, was like, uh, I can't remember what he said, because I'm not sure if they're going to be on Apple TV or not, but he was, I think I think they're not actually, and somebody asked him why they're not going to be, and he's like, the broadcast quality is just trash. Like, we can't have that like <laughs> alongside our team and our leagues. I don't know what it is. Like, Damn, that's crazy. MLS really does not give uh anything about any other u.s league yeah like the u.s open cup is literally to put on for other leagues mm-hmm. and show that there's talent there and and well to they do not care i was gonna i was gonna say to be fair if you're the mls like you kind of you're taking the opportunity to just shit on those other leagues like, yeah every chance you get literally like because they're re- your only competition somebody says they're like oh mls in the and they're racing history again <laughs> like <laughs> yeah <laughs> crazy uh so I don't know I, I, I think it's gonna you know we kind of get screwed too because it's gonna be away at Cincinnati, um, they could probably play a bunch of FC Cincinnati two or whatever their, you know, MLS next pro team is called, and and it'll be more likely just because they're at home, you know I think they also have a bit of a, a slouchy schedule afterwards Montreal has been you know really not good, um, I don't know I guess I guess I don't have high hopes but I I am kind of from the camp where. But same as you, if if there's a trophy on the line, we should we should be going for it. So I think Cushing should feel that way because this is a, you know, he obviously wants to prove himself not only to City Football Group but also to the fans. Right. Um. You know where reviews are, you know, kind of mixed. I think we pretty openly support him on here when when it makes sense to. Uh. But cross board's pretty mixed, so yeah. I, I think he he might have that chip on his shoulder where he wants to prove himself. He seems like that kind of guy too. Like he yeah. he wants to prove himself, um, and and he really has belief in the team, uh, and himself. So, I'm cushing in. I know Davi is uh, he's cushing <laughs> calling out. for his job <laughs> he's on Twitter for today. His job. <laughs> but um, dude, this is a this is a rough little run we have here, and and not a lot of stamina to go around. And you know, to the front offices, um, they they just they drop the ball, and we have no depth. So that's the biggest. Whatever happens, issue. happens, and that's on the, on the FO. Yeah. And it sucks too because I think this would have been a good run. Uh, in my opinion, I've been like in the the Johnny Dennis camp. I think they the dude was the Golden Boot, uh, front runner for at least a little bit of the MLS Next Pro last season for NYCFC two. I don't think he ended up winning it, and then this season, um, he's been doing pretty well. I think he just scored this past weekend, but then in the same game he had some kind of knee injury. I don't think we know what it is yet, but I felt for sure like this open cup game was going to be like the Dennis, oh, yeah. maybe not a breakout, but like a, a, a proper At least bring showing. Him up. Yeah. Yeah. Something, something to show it. So that, 
that obviously really sucks. I wonder if we see like Maximo or something. That would be pretty pretty entertaining, and you know, we're gonna tune in either way. But that yeah, would we'll add probably some see somebody lines. you know some debut. Yeah, oh, for, for sure. sure. I think Turnbull probably plays because you gotta start getting those legs going. For Turnbull starting actually gets me pretty hyped up. Turnbull starting, uh, in my opinion, Chanel will probably start. Ronnie. Oh, but you know what I was thinking? I meant to. I meant to say this at some point. The, those two losses, and you know, not only taking the L's, but but them being kind of embarrassing. You know, mm-hmm. you don't want to lose to those teams. I think we're gonna steamroll the Red Bulls. Like, it's just in me. It's in my blood. Like, <laughs> I feel genuinely Cheeky. like we're gonna just like we're gonna really roll them up and smoke. Really? I think so. Oh, I'm worried. I don't know. I, like, I feel, I don't know. I just feel really you're, good about that. You are, uh, at the same time, I don't want to screw your whole mind up right now, but you're the leader of the, like, when a manager gets fired, the players uh, are no, going to be I, dogs. I like, and they're they're going to be dogs, and they're going to show out. Um, and that's typically how it goes. Usually, Not you know, you have time. you have these things like <laughs> revenge games and all No, there, there's things. a lot of things going into this, so it's like. Maybe it's too much emotion. I don't um, know. You know the the their manager got fired. We're coming off two uh, losses in a row. Mm-hmm. It's just a it's a perfect match for there to be a lot of energy. Um, so I think it's gonna take a lot of a lot out of us. But dude, I could see like Turnbull coming in <laughs> and just scoring a screamer or something like something <laughs> so out of the ordinary. Yeah, something that's not regular at him, all. Sent him as a <laughs> that would uh that would lock him in as a legend to me. Um, but yeah. I don't know. It'll be it'll be interesting. I'm I'm personally worried because I don't know those those like post managers those first couple of games it gets it gets hairy. The players want to. Who are show. they playing? Do they have a midweek? They definitely must. Right? They got. Um... Oh, that's results. They got DC. So DC tomorrow in the open cup and then they got us so they haven't they'll have an extra day so, of rest yeah we'll see uh we'll see tomorrow what they look like with this new manager maybe dc gets the brunt of that new manager little funk and um you know we get what the red bulls actually offer which is nothing yeah and the, the and thing with the out. red bulls too i think they're last place in the east um and yeah it's trooper getting fired obviously a little bit huge long w overdue. for us long overdue i although i have why to say did, why wouldn't they just fire him during the racism stuff yeah well they here's the thing about that is they came out and said uh that that had nothing to do with their decision because if it did then they would have fired him immediately so it's like all right you guys are just pieces of shit you were just like yeah but the, so <laughs> they're like we're okay with him we're okay with racism not and acting it. yeah I don't know. Red Bulls, you guys are weird. Yeah, I, well, I guess your fans are, are cool for not supporting it, but your front office is weird. Yeah, that's a bizarre decision to, you know, be, to have, com- to t- be complicit, to say the least. Um, yeah. But, you know, that, that game will be interesting. I think was our, our last one was Tati's, Tati's second-to-last game. I think he scored a brace. Um, I think we both well, he, had- went, he went from four to then a game winner, and I think he scored again. Mm-hmm. Oh no! I mean, uh, our last derby, oh. last season. I think it was Tati's second to last game. I think he scored a brace, but I also believe that was the game. Well, it always kicks off a little bit, doesn't it? But I think it kicked off pretty majorly in that that 
that might have been the one with Yearwood when he was trying to. Oh. Yeah, you know, before he kicked the ball and, you know, nailed that some fan in the face. That was hilarious. He, yeah, he chirped us, didn't he? He didn't play, and then he tweet. He didn't he get the chirped. start. I don't think he was. He got subbed in, and then, yeah. Well, no. So those were like different years. Like that was a year before. A year before, Yearwood chipped us, yeah. chirped us on Twitter. No, you're right. About something stupid. We were like just talking crap about the Red Bulls. We might have just lost. Yeah, we were, we're talking. And then he like tweeted at us something stupid. Yeah. And then the next year, he goes and kicks a ball and hits somebody in the face. Yeah. And loses the Derby, by and the way. And loses the Derby. Yeah. So. In his like bunch of sixth appearance since he tweeted us. <laughs> yeah. Loser. Bunch of, I think I wait that that was really close to Charlotte because I remember us being uh on like the beach, uh, Carolina yeah. Beach or whatever, and like talking about Yearwood. And yeah. Like what a loser, dude. Yeah. Like I think that was around the time when he kicked the ball, you know, into yeah. his own fans. So bunch of uh bunch of scumbags. Over there. <laughs> Not. I guess I guess only the fans are redeemable at this point. At, guess, the moment, really, at the moment, and only that we know of the supporter section. Although I'm sure, <laughs> Twitter is going to get toxic on the weekend. Oh, for sure. So, we'll see what happens. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we come out of Cincinnati with a W. Um, it's it's going to be interesting. Uh, you know, interesting to see who we play. Interesting to see who they play. I who think, do you think like the shock starts going to be? Chanel's going to start 100. If I could like bet that, I would bet so much money. Um, he, I think he was the only starter that Ronnie started. What if he had to bet, like, to score? To score? I don't even know who's going to play. <laughs> I don't even know. Just throw out. Um, Tales? I don't know. <laughs> I see. I, I guess. Seagal. Seagal. <laughs> Seagal breakout game. Yeah, <laughs> I would support it. Because he kind of, you know, he kind of came in and looked or good and then got iced out a little Jason bit. Jason, first uh, homegrown. Jason, I mean, those homegrown. boys know how to play with oh, NYCFC two we players. Might see, honestly, we might see old Hacky boy. If if Hack plays, I don't know if we have the, I don't know if we have the power to <laughs> guarantee this, but if Hack plays, like we're gonna get him on the podcast. Sure. I don't know if we have the that power, but we'll. We'll institute whatever power we do have to try to make it happen for you guys. Maybe that'll be our our hundred, you know, this is a hundred, but maybe our belated hundred <laughs> celebration if we can. Editor just bl- just bleeps that whole thing out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all you hear is. Yeah. We're doing the thing where we promise something big and then. <laughs> I mean, we I, we, we were of... smart with Rocha at least <clears throat> though. We didn't say shit to nobody. No, but we had almost got leaked because of an appearance on Discord. Yeah. Yeah, it almost got leaked. Yeah, so that'll you know that'll probably do it for a hundred. Nothing, nothing too special, but hopefully we have something coming in the future. Um, big run of games, I think. Up to something season. Up to something for sure. Is a, a next level. Yeah, right the now. conversation you guys heard about last episode where we said something could completely fall apart, it turned out the conversation like the other party was pitching our wildest dreams to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which was weird so we'll see what comes of it um something towards the end of the season can't say too much about it so uh you know stay posted <laughs> on that uh and and Crazy. and keep your your twitter fingers warm because it's going to be a, a rough couple of weeks between red bulls and then uh philly at home is obviously going to get um a little overwhelming probably because yeah. start getting your cardio in yeah we're gonna have to we're gonna have to figure it out yeah you guys need cardio so, um, <laughs> at Post90Pod 
Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. Anywhere you get a podcast. And anywhere you get a podcast. Audio only, boys. Uh, sorry, we're probably not always the best for audio only. <laughs> we were just like, you know, scrolling through a website here and just umming and uhing our way through it. So uh, appreciate y'all for listening. Uh, there's and, another one. There's another one, and we'll catch you. Um, maybe after, unless something cr- crazy, crazy happens in Cincy, you probably won't hear from us until after the Derby. Um, we we battled with the idea of of trying to boost the episode count and give you guys you know four episodes in two weeks, but guys yeah. going on vacation. Guys got to see yeah. his family. So. <laughs> guys got to hop on a metal tube. And yeah. hope he gets there. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you know that'll just, do it. Anyone here just heard my fingers crack? So we'll see you guys um after and at one on one episode one on one. Episode 101. Yep. Yep. Peace. Peace.